Hi, everyone. This is Leslyn Keith, President of the Board of Directors at the Lipedema Project and Director of Research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today, I have an excerpt from an interview with Dr. Vaughn Keeley from our Lipedema Worldwide Summit that was held in 2016. Dr. Keeley is a specialist in the assessment and diagnosis of lipedema and receives referrals for patients from all around the United Kingdom. In this excerpt, he talks about variations in lipedema presentation, as well as responses to treatment in two case studies of women with lipedema after they had bariatric surgery. I think we all recognize that one of the typical features of lipedema is that the excess fat deposition, particularly in the lower part of the body from the hips to the ankles, does not seem to reduce with conventional weight loss methods such as diet and exercise or possibly even with bariatric surgery. But we have seen a number of patients in our clinic over the recent years where we were surprised in a way that they did seem to do very well after weight loss. And I became interested in that because, as you know, lipidema is so difficult to treat. And if there are some patients, at least, who may respond to that sort of approach, it's worth knowing. The other issue was we saw one or two people who had had bariatric surgery And one in particular struck me who lost a lot of uh, weight generally, but particularly also from her legs. And we were able to measure the leg volumes in our patients, which we do routinely in our lymphedema and lipedema patients. We're lucky to have the pyrometer devices, which are optoelectronic devices for measuring leg volumes. They measure the circumference of the leg at different heights up the leg and convert it into a volume for us by computer. So it's a very rapid process and quite an accurate one. So we're able to easily measure people each time they come to our clinic and therefore can follow the change in leg volume as they lose weight. So this patient that I discussed was somebody who we had seen with what effectively seemed to be a lymphedema problem in somebody who had a severe obesity. When I first saw her, She weighed over 250 kilograms and was extremely unwell in hospital with uh, cellulitis infection in the lymphedema which she had. And subsequently, having treated the lymphedema, she went on to have gastric bypass surgery some years ago and had a very successful reduction in her weight following that. And when we saw her About 18 months following that, she then weighed about 140 kilograms. And at that stage, one of our lymphedema nurses who was seeing her for follow-up noted that she seemed to have lost a lot more weight from the top part of her body than from the bottom part. We began to wonder whether she had lipedema. But we also, at that stage, noted that her clothes size that she wore had changed, that she wore smaller clothes on the top part of the body compared with the bottom, which is again a feature that we often see in women with lipedema. I don't know whether the clothes sizes are mean the same um, for you in the US, but by our UK clothes sizes, she wore 16 to 18 on the top and 22 to 24 on the bottom, and that's a significant difference between the two. However, we followed her up subsequently for her lymphedema as well as looking at her lipedema. And what we did is we looked at her weight loss over a period of time and again compared it with changes in the limb volume. And again, much to our surprise that 
although it was slightly complicated by the presence of lymphedema, there was an interesting pattern that she lost significant weight still, but also her leg volumes went down proportionately. And in this lady's case, we looked at a fixed period where she lost 30% of her body weight. And at the same time, her limb volume measurements reduced by a similar percentage. And that raised a significant interest to us. The percentage is interesting because it mirrors it, but in terms of recognizing the extent of the reduction in the legs, she lost something in the order of three liters in each leg, which is a significant amount. So that's another person where, although the bariatric surgery perhaps helped us to recognize the lipidema, so she had what seemed to be a differential weight loss at the time when she first had the bariatric surgery, the period when we followed her more carefully and monitored her leg volumes more carefully, she continued to lose weight from her legs in a parallel fashion to losing weight generally. And we thought that was really interesting because that was, again, contrary to what we would perhaps expect. So the third person was perhaps even the most dramatic one of all three. She was somebody who I first saw in 2012. She was in her 50s at that stage, and she had had what seemed to be a fairly typical history of lipidema, with the problem with her legs starting when she was about 10 years of age, and she developed enlargement of her legs, which were tender and painful. She had painful knees. She had easy bruising. She wore different sized clothes on top and bottom, as similarly to the last person. And when she came to see me originally, she had said that when she had tried to lose weight previously, she had experienced weight loss on the top part of her body, but not on the legs. She did have some degree of edema, some lymphedema effectively, when I first saw her. And she also had some excess fat deposition in her upper arms as well. I thought she probably had lipidema at that stage. She had the typical features as I've described and on examination she had fat pads just below the kneecaps and also in the medial aspect of the knees on both legs. But there were some features which were slightly different. She did have positive stemocyne, which is something we see as a sign of lymphedema. She also had hypercholesterolemia, which is something we, I think, wouldn't normally associate with pure lipidema. But I think this is a familial pattern rather than a, a metabolic effect. Her BMI at that stage was 42, but as you know, the BMI isn't a particularly useful tool in managing lipidema. Her weight was around about 100 kilograms at that stage. We carried out lymphocentigraphy in this lady because I wanted to explore things a little further, and that was normal. And we also carried out an ultrasound examination, um, as described um, earlier. And this showed a pattern which a specialist thought was consistent with lipidema, but this lady had additional fluid edema as well. So we thought this was what we'd call a lipolymphedema. So um, interestingly, she was very keen to help herself and started trying to reduce her weight by diet initially, but was also keen to explore um, gastric surgery for bariatric surgery. While she was losing weight prior to the surgery, we did notice a reduction in her leg volumes in a similar way to describe with the other two patients. But it was really after the gastric bypass surgery in 2013 that she lost a significant amount of weight and lost a significant amount of limb volume. 
So if we look at from the time when she, before she had the bypass surgery, her weight, as I said, was around about 100 kilograms, and her limb volumes were around about 10 liters each leg. After what was probably about 18 months, her weight loss had been significant, and she now weighed around about 50 kilograms, so she'd lost half her body weight, and her limb volumes had gone down to uh, four and a half liters. So she's lost, again, proportionately a change in limb volume, which was similar to that in, in her weight loss. And that was fascinating because, again, this was a gastric bypass surgery and raised the issues for us as to whether there was something special about the bypass surgery or maybe, well, we just don't know why it happened. We confirmed the change. It was very obvious examining her that the fat in her legs had really reduced significantly. But we did manage to carry out ultrasound examinations to measure the fat pre and post the weight loss. And there was significant reduction in thickness of fat. Just to give you an example, in her right leg, the mid-thigh fat thickness was about 30 millimeters before the weight loss and was down to 5 millimeters afterwards. And so there was really quite a dramatic change in her legs, which you could see physically. However, she still had some features of lipedema, even with the much thinner legs. And certainly her legs were still tender. She still had the medial fat pads, not as large as they were previously, but they were still evident looking at her. So I think another case where it was really quite striking what we were seeing with weight loss. And I think she also did a lot of exercise to the point of building up her muscles. What was interesting from the ultrasound, apart from the fat reduction, was that she had really quite well-developed muscles when we examined her after the weight loss. So whether that approach, we have quite a number of our younger patients with lipedema who are very keen on exercise and go to the gym regularly as well as maintain a healthy diet. And although they may not be losing weight in the way that we've described in these patients, my impression with those is that they seem to do very well in terms of their lipedema may not progress. Again, it's a anecdotal observation, but I think a number of other patients that we've seen who manage to control their weight and exercise do seem to have fairly stable lipedema, if I can put it that way. I think if we make an assumption that the diagnosis of lipedema was correct in these ladies, and I'm fairly confident that it was, I think we just have to ask the question as to why this pattern of weight loss and limb volume reduction is, is counter to what we may expect. And it may raise issues about different patterns in lipedema and maybe different types of lipedema. It does seem to be a fairly heterogeneous condition and it may be that we are seeing different patterns, different behavior. And as you say, some women seem to be more prone to putting on weight with lipedema. And interestingly, usually in my experience anecdotally, is that unfortunately once they've done that, the weight seems to go onto the legs quite easily, but it's very difficult to get off by dieting and exercise, as is the usual pattern that we recognize with lipedema. So these, these examples are perhaps unusual, but I think they're worthy of uh, discussion because they may help to shed some light on the complexity of the condition. Thank you, Dr. Keeley. That was an excellent demonstration about how there is a variety in the lipedema world that we present in all different ways and our response to treatment can be very, very different. 
And thank you to you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing. 